<laughs> you're like i don't know i <laughs> like whispered what episode is this yeah That's you're like all. i forgot what episode this is and i'm just like it's episode 112 okay. uh hello everyone welcome to dropping the x uh the unofficial hunter hunter podcast uh my name is diego and i am joined by my co-hosts i'm dame dr foxy brown and i'm ed the crimson and we're all back together for the right. first time in three weeks. Recording at the same time. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Foxy, did you go back and listen to our uh, our episode last week? No. Oh, I okay. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I just... was, I was, I was going to do it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It, was, it was Saturday <laughs> and I realized that I was going to be recording the next day and I just mm. never got around to it. You're like, ah, it's not happening. I'm not. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. But, not before we record. No. Oh. No, of course. Of course. <laughs> no, I just we were just curious just because Ed and I really went like really in depth into like the shenanigans that were like going to play out. Little did we know that we're going to end up getting this this week because <laughs> none of us saw that coming. But nope. we'll get into that more later. But we had a couple of comments that even Ed and I were like, I wonder what Foxy would say about this. Oh, well, she'll let us know next week. We'll talk about it. So clearly that didn't happen. But oh. how was your trip in Miami? It's pretty good. Um, the Dolphins were successful. So yeah. I appreciated that. That's good. Um, I don't know, it's just nice to, like, not be here. I feel that. Yeah. It looked like you had fun, so. But yeah, the, the Dolphins winning, I was telling Ed, because when we recorded, it was, like, towards the afternoon, like, after the games had, had started. Yeah. Uh, so I told him, I was like, I have, you know, fantasy, I have Waddle and Tyreek on my team. So I was like, I know when they played and like that they won. And I was like, sweet. Um, by the time we, we, we were recording, but like you were like at probably at the stadium around the time. Cause it was like towards the end of the, of the, of the fourth quarter. So 
But I was still there. Yeah, that's what I figured. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, other than that, I guess we'll get another chapter because this is a lot to cover, I think. Especially because of all of the crazy... Yeah, the, the latter half of the chapter really opens up a lot of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. You yeah. know, we were, we were asking several times, like, why was this man drawing trees if they're on a boat? And while there aren't a lot of trees right here, it kind of answers that question, because, like, it can very easily be flashbacks. Um, I think we, we just, like, assumed it would all be, like, strictly um, the succession competition, which we've gotten nothing of so far. Um, <laughs> Instead, we've been focusing focusing on these mafia people, and this chapter opens up with them, and then they're like, "Hey, I wonder what the spiders are doing." And then we cut to the spiders, and the spiders are like, "Hey, we were like this, um, like that one guy with the tattoo scar, whatever he has. We were kids, and what happened to make us not be like this anymore?" And they're like, "Hmm, I don't know. Let's go back and look through our memories until we find it." And I'm like, "This is everything I didn't know I wanted." Yes. <laughs> it just now zooms out and it's like it was all a dream. Yeah. <laughs> uh my problem I, I don't get me wrong, I love it, but my problem mm -hmm. that I have with this is this pacing. Okay. Because if that's what he was gonna show us, what the fuck did we need all of the like what's the build up for this to have like everything that happened transpired here like because we've having we've been having so much emphasis on the mafia families the three mafia families and their you know like hearing and and i mean we start out with with him like what we talked about with him looking at his cat video and basically seeing paragord and billy from the uh haley family uh you know basically assessing that they're warping and they're doing all the stuff. And then, you know, we had everything that happened transpired earlier. And then we got, you know, we saw the spiders a little bit and we got the hit, we found Hizoka. And then we see this and it's just like, whatever happened to the, it just, it just feels so combobulated. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, we, we, we have the boat. We have the story of the Zodiacs. We have the story of the princess. We have the story of the spiders. And then now we have a flashback of the spiders. That's my only concern. Is just like it just feels like there's just too much, and then to add a, a flashback to the spiders within this arc within this time period, just feels super weird. Because one, we got a flashback of um, the redneck kind of um, last week, and now with this, I think not that I think it works necessarily. Because I mean, I'm fine with it. It depends on how they build on these chapters and how long the flashback takes. Um, again, mostly because I'm not concerned with any of these mafia characters. Like, they don't matter to me. Right. Um, and I'll, and I'll we... be honest, I don't think it matters to a lot of people. I've been seeing nothing but, <laughs> like, <laughs> hate. and Derision? Yeah, just people being like, Yo, why is this? Why are we focusing on these mafia fucks that would none of us care about for like the past month? Like just I mean, anger. I, I I do think that it will build to something that's 
very clearly the reason why we've been hanging out with them for so long. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I have I have seen found on some of them. And I know that there are people that like them. But I also considering how long the spiders have been in the story, like we've only ever gotten one flashback of them. Mm-hmm. It was like four seconds, maybe just a panel or two of them like meeting together to become the spiders. Right. And th- this goes more into like who they were before all of that. Cause when they met youngest of them seemed like they were an older teenager this compared to hair where the youngest of them is clearly a child right um, and i think the child himself i think the flashback that we saw and this is back in yorkshire was when they were formed when they decided to become the spiders but this is them as kids you know it's like the muppet baby kids or whatever like you know like we established the thing and then like now we have this intro of all of them kind of coming out from the garbage of meteor city with like very very corny 1980s music um because they're watching vhs tapes that's why and i mean like i i love everything about this yeah the first the first half of the chapter is whatever yeah i mean we Um, i guess we could cover it so that way we kind of you know assess it so like I was saying, so we start out Paragord and Billy are on the screen and it shows and hearing basically makes the assessment that he put the cat to watch the corridor because it only ha- this is the main entrance that goes to the standard cabins, the hallway. And then he's like, they went in and out multiple times from different directions. So he's like, there's possible there's a possibility there's a secret passage built into the ship itself, just like the secret hideouts. But then essentially the trap in room 3101 could be created with an ability. It's more likely that they're using an inability as transit to their hideout. Um, so then they all come back together in a room. And by them, I mean the entire um, uh, mafia side from uh, the Shiyu. Yeah, the Shiyu. Yeah. And they look at a map of the whale. And I always love when the show is a map of whale of the whale because it's like, they still have to show the eye and the mouth of it. By the way, I think it's yeah, the teeth. Yeah, like the teeth and the mouth of, of the whale. It's not just like <laughs> it's like built into the diagrams. Um, yeah, that's great. Uh, but they show us on there, you know, Billy points on the to the to the map and saying that Haley's official office that the military knows of is in the is in tier three. And then a platoon of the four princes personal army discover the body of a warehouse guard. And that area is currently closed off, right? And they all agree and that they all went in there and that they weren't in the office. And then they talk about the next people that they found um, or the hideout that they found in the last couple chapters. Uh, behind, also in Tier 3, behind Room 3101. Although the hideout itself hasn't been confirmed. And that's when they talk about how Nobunaba's group from the troop is heading in that direction. Uh, and then, in the meantime, they'll go after the pair that Hearing found, which is Billy and Paragord. Uh, and then their capture would be best, since we don't know the cops how the cops will react. But they're going to work with what we have. And I don't remember who are these people that they say that they're... Is that Borkson? Yeah, it's Borkson and Momoli. 
Yes, that's them. I'm just, I'm very impressed by your ability to recall all of these people's names because I'm looking at them like I know. <laughs> I thanks Hunterpedia. It. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> it is 100% Hunterpedia doing this for me. By the way, it is okay. not me remembering these people. <laughs> They are so insignificant to me that I do not care about their names, but I have the uh, thing, the tab open. And if that makes me a horrible fan leading this Hunter Hunter podcast, then I don't give a fuck. But they <laughs> they basically like, go. And, if you ask Tagashi, he would just put yeah. like seven consonants in a row for their name. Like, <laughs> he doesn't remember either. It's fine. I mean, I'm surprised we got Billy, honestly. Yeah. yeah, well, it's also not not it's it's Billy, but it's like B I L L, like apostrophe I. Love it. No, it's B I L L E. Sorry, that's how it's. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um. So it might be Bill, is what you're saying. Oh or no, sorry. Bill. Yeah, B I L L E, and then for Kenny, who's the, who's the the other um, Char family person? Yeah. Yes, mafia guy. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. he is. His name is is spelled K E N apostrophe I. So it's not just it's Ken E, right? Love it. So great. But <laughs> that's you know Kenny's basically saying that. Uh, our hearing asked Kenny if he explained the situation of the Phantom Troop, and he says, "Of course." <laughs> and I love his response. He's like, "I asked if they had a strategy, and they said it doesn't fucking matter." <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're planning on killing everyone involved then you don't right. really need a strategy it's like yeah it's you guys but it's just the mafia is like very you know precise and like we have to make plans make sure we don't get fucking caught you know like having everything work out according to a, a strategy or a plan and the spiders are like no nah. no we don't care we'll go in there we'll do it it's not a big deal um So they pull I up do to love the that their plan is just Nobunaga, just chop up whatever's in the room. Right. Well, I mean, they get into the room adjacent to the room because I think the trap room, the 3101 was where they were all like disappearing to. Right. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. we see that on the next mm -hmm. chat on the next page. They go into 3102. When they found it, they find this guy who's like, I, ha I don't think he, that guy's even affiliated with anybody. Might not. He, def he definitely seems like he's a criminal because it seems as though he's talking about a ransom deal. His yeah. response when he hears the knock on the door is like the answer is always going to be the same. You don't have the money, then your lady is, and then it's Phaeton. Play it at him. Oh, they come inside, and Phaeton's holding him at sword point, I guess. And Nobunaga is looking at the wall that's adjacent to 3101, I think. And he says, so should we go through this wall? And thinks, surprisingly, the voice of reason, um, says, no, the door might not be the only thing that activates the trap. And he says, let's try from the bathroom. And they comment on the walls being adjacent to each other. And the hidden room, he says, should be four to five times as large as this room. Nobunaga says, I don't care if it's a trap. And Finks, again, the voice of reason, is like, that's fine if the hidden room leads us to another part of the ship. If it teleports us into the ocean and we drown, <laughs> yeah. then it's a problem. 
he says, um, these guys are thirsty for blood. They wouldn't blow an opportunity like that. But you have a point. So he goes to the bathroom. He cuts a hole in the bathroom. And it falls out into the corridors or whatever. And Phaeton tells this dude, no, you first. And the guy's like, what is that? What's in there? And he says, let me get someone younger. And then Phaeton um, threatens him even more with the with the weapon. And dude climbs in through the hole. And we can see like there's a bunch of garbage in these corridors. Along with po some like Possibly lamps. piss bottles. Yeah. yeah. That's great. I mean, it's... Um, Literally, you know, they're at, they're in the back behind. They're not supposed to be found or whatever. So I'm yeah. assuming that's what it is. Well, there's no one back there. Faithon says they were just there. Um, Fink suggests that they saw them coming, sensed them coming and ran. That makes them pretty perceptive, but it's inconsistent. And then this is when they talk about... Um, Luini. Thank you. Yeah, fully. All I can remember was Lou. Yeah. <laughs> I just and keep thinking was... Linguini. Yeah. <laughs> Linguini. You speak about Linguini. <laughs> he was a complete amateur. He um, is riding high on getting his ability. And he says that abandoning the hideout at this moment seems as though they're a fairly organized group a good leader and experience and he's like so why let the defenseless newbie um, get so close to the spiders without warning him about it and Nobunaga suggests that he may have been a scapegoat um, sacrificing one person who was going wild in order to get a tighter reins on everybody else but he says these guys are a lot like us maybe a switch was flipped and one of their own was killed and Fink says, you keep saying that, but it's totally different. We don't admit amateurs, and we don't want to destroy the world. And Nobunaga says, are you sure? Because we were like this in the beginning. And we get this little reaction shot of Fink's, and I guess Phaeton in the corner. He says, we were just fumbling in the dark, searching for something, anything. And most of all, resignation and anger were the driving force. Am I right? And then, and then flashback uh, uh, effects happen on the screen. Yeah, and yep. then we get the biggest fucking what the fuck moment for me in the last couple of weeks. Because I was like, <laughs> not a. I was like, what the fuck? Is this what I think it is? Because the, 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 the panel is a dual page of just nothingness. Because obviously it's been a while since I've seen Meteor City. And then yeah. we start seeing nothing but. Destruction and, and or not destruction, but just like, you know, garbage, piles and piles of garbage, explosions yeah. and trash and then a videotape. And then I was like, oh, we're getting a flashback. <laughs> and yep. it hit me the moment I saw a VHS tip. I'm like, oh, we're getting a flashback. <laughs> I love I love that this flashback because of how long Hunter Hunter has been um, running. And we've commented before about how the technology has like rapidly changed throughout the course of the story. Yeah. Um, as we went from the 1990s <laughs> to 2022. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's interesting that he didn't keep the same um, type technology. So this story started as a story being told in the 90s. Now it's 30 years later, right? Right. Uh, well, not really 30, but 20 plus years later. And 
thing is, in the beginning of the story, the VHS technology would have been fine. It would have been just a little bit old, but everybody would have still had VCRs. Now today, this is ancient knowledge. So it fits perfectly with a flashback that happens like um, 15 to 20 years ago. Great. And this was old technology at the time. Yeah. So it's perfect to be in the trash city. Yeah, I mean, we did talk about that. I think a couple a couple episodes ago too, though, because even the anime updated the technology that was in the manga. Because, uh, well, yeah, except for the phones. But like, remember the phones were like super were cool with GPS phones. or whatever, and like they showed like a bunch of different phones, and then in the anime they updated all the phones to look like modern phones. But then he still went like, "Oh, you want that beetle bug?" Because that's like the the beetle phone. Because it has everything you could think you could think about, and it's super cheap and reliable, and it's like a Nokia phone that doesn't break when you drop it. It's like one of those Nokia bricks. <laughs> yes. Um. But yeah, so we get the flashback to the tape, and then Meteor City, and then we see a young Franklin. Uh basically they get he receives the the tape from. Uh, who throws it? Is it Crollo? Or is it the other kid? Well, the other kid is uh, Shalnark. Yeah, I was going to say that's Shalnark, right? Yeah, that's 100% Shalnark. But I couldn't, I, I, I can't. I wasn't sure because Shalnark's not a founding member. Oh, right. I mean, it could be, but. I mean, it could be, maybe. But that's the thing like, is, is like uh, the founding members are like the of the spiders because of who they formed, but then they started getting people. Right? Yeah, they got people who weren't from Meteor City as well. Who wasn't from Meteor City? I guess we'll have to, I'll, we'll have to go back and look. Just to real. We'll find, we'll find out as it goes because there was never any like, confirmation. Um about where the newer members were from, but we knew that Jalnark, Shizuku, and Hisoka were relatively new to the spiders. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I mean, obviously, Hisoka is not from here, but... Um... Yeah. That's true. Unless Tagashi forgot that Shalnark <laughs> wasn't a... Wasn't a founding member? <laughs> Like, uh, that's like a thing with Toriyama, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, like, he's like, it could be. Yeah. It, it, it could be, Shao. It's not impossible. It just um, looks too similar well as, to not be him, you know? Yeah. As well as it could be someone else. Because we do get um, other kids in this chapter who are not related to the spiders. Yes. Um, But we have... Uh, basically, either Crollo or or Shalnark throw the tape at Franklin, and he says that it's a nice pass, and it's like I hope that there's something in this spit in the it's something that in this tape that they don't need to speak the language to understand, you know, something that's like anime or action, because those foreign language tapes last time were the worst, <laughs> and uh, we're just gonna call him Shalnark for now, because that's like. It, like, well, Shalnark says that, yeah, Gelman or Gelman, which we don't know lessons taught in Janan, which all we also don't know in 20 volumes. Well, half the fun is not knowing what you're going to get. 
If only this wasn't Uvo's territory, we could spend more time searching. Little Uvo gets uh, mentioned here, but we also see him in the next panel. But yes. um, Curlo uh, does comment, though, that Machi was watching uh, them rummaging around, so we might get in trouble later. And then that's when Uvo shows up and he's like, hey, you stinking rats. And he's like, oh, I guess we're getting in trouble right now. And he's like, how dare you take stuff from my domain? I've had it up to here. You're dead meat. But if I do say, but if you do as I say and give it back, I'll only kill you once. If you keep running, then I'll kill you 10 times over. And I love that little Machi is like. Sitting there like just like Machi has never changed. And like her no, entire like, not at all. like <laughs> just since she was a little girl, like she just has never changed. She's done her hair the exact same way, which is not at all. No, right? She's just like <laughs> <laughs> it's done by gravity. Yeah. Uh but uh, she's like a little goblin, right? But she's holding like this little like piece of wood, and uh, you know, Shalnark says. He's such an idiot. He was going to kill us anyway. There's no way we're going to do what he says. And Machi throws the piece of wood at him and just fucking nails him in the feet or is in the back of the head and it knocks yeah, him. It just yes. knocks him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just knocks him. Just basically face plants into the into the ground. Uh, to which Ugo responds with like, that's a perfect hit. You'll die nine more times. And to so I feel like to... Machi was just holding it for yeah, Uvo, and then Uvo snatches it and throws it. Yeah. Oh, is it okay? So she just hands yeah, it over. To, she just hands it to him, and then he throws the head. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I I thought that Machi threw it because she's the one who's holding it. Like she doesn't like. She's always just been the assist character, just throwing that stuff over and assisting him. Or assisting yeah, people. I don't, I don't think he would have exclaimed like perfect hit if it wasn't himself throwing it. That's true. Yeah, based on his personality, I guess. Yeah, based on his personality, yeah. Um Yeah, I guess I, I I guess I didn't I, I just I thought that Machi had it because of the fact that she was holding the piece of wood, but right. if she's handing it to him then that in that panel essentially, then yeah, that makes sense. But, so um he, oh, go ahead. he jumps down towards them and he says, Stay right there. And the poor third kid is unconscious. And Franklin tosses the tape back to Crollo and says, You watch it first. And he says, The stuff here doesn't belong to anyone, it belongs to everyone. And we see little Crollo um chime in right to agree with him. And he says, Hey Uvo, idiots who care about domains in a place like this can only be cured by death. And Uvo counters, a place like this, which one of us is the self-diminishing idiot? Always myself, wherever I am. And then they do the cross-counter punches at each other. Yes. And Uvo yells, Krolo, stop. Franklin yells, Krolo, go. And he runs away, but it looks like he's walking. And then (laughs) (laughs) there's a motorcycle that pulls up alongside (laughs) him, which is just great. Um, Delinquent Finks and Delinquent Phaeton um, pull up next to him and he says, Yo, Crow got something good. He says, We're nicer than Uvo. If you hand it over, we'll pro- we promise to give it back to you later. Um, and he hands over, go ahead. I'm gonna comment on this panel right here, this specific go ahead. face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because my god, 
I, you know, it's things like this that really make me go like, he puts, like, Togashi puts so much detail on this face alone. Mm -hmm. Compared to, like, the rest of that little panel. Because, like, little Crollo is looking like there, you know, he's doing not much detail on him. But, like, the way that Finks's, like, teeth, you could tell he's clenching his teeth so fucking hard just from the strain in his, like, entire face. Um, I can't, I wish we could see this animated. I really do. I don't know we're not gonna get that for, like, years to come, but just, like, my god, that's such because like the face distinction between him on the actual motorcycle and on the panel up close is just threatening and then you see the panel next afterwards when he sands him the tape and he goes back to normal and then he just they just takes off and that's it that's all you get to see i yeah. love that phaeton's legs are so tiny they don't even right yeah yeah i think yeah, he's got I his leg this up is right like, uh... Yeah, he's kind of so. like propping his leg on it, but you could still see that his his leg is still very small. Yeah, it's very it's like dangling from. Well, the he side. is the short. He is a, the sh like a really, really short member, right? Like he's super tiny mm -hmm. and like in relationship to all the other spiders. But he's always just been a little a little guy. I remember how yeah. old he is in relation to everyone. He's either the same age as Krollo, or he's like a year younger than him. Uh, Phaeton in the story is essentially. Uh, do we not get an, an actual age? It's fun. Nope, doesn't seem like we get an age. So okay. he hands the tape over and says, There you go. Don't tell Uvo. And he says, Oh, I forgot to say later means 100 years later. Sucker. He drives off. And that's when we see that Krolo has swapped the tapes. And he still has the, the tape that they found. Um, the Learning Gelman Volume 20 tape. Yeah, yeah he, that's what he gave to Finks. Oh. Like, like, if you see, like, the, uh, the panel, it's like, it's like an arrow shooting up from the tape itself. Right. All that's the way to the tape in Finks' hands. So Finks has the boring tape that they didn't want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He takes off. And now with they, it. they have the new blank tape that they found. Um, so he approaches this magnificent building that we find out is a church. I was like, this is when I first looked at it, this is a really rich person randomly living in the middle of Meteor City. Right. Um and then they reveal that it's a church. Um When I first so saw please, this go ahead. When I first saw this, I thought Krolo was the rich kid. And that he was True. just good. That he was just walking back home and being like, oh, yeah, he hangs out with all the other people because he's so lonely here. You know, that's that typical trope where it's like it's a rich solo kid, like Richie Rich, where he goes to the fucking playground and it's like, I need friends that are actually cool. So he pretends to be poor. But that's not what it ended up being, which I thought was good. No. Yes. That would have been a little too. Uh... Too trophy. Boring. Yeah. yeah. This priest welcoming him in, and Krolo observes that there are more small graves outside. And the priest pretty much hints to him, or us rather than him, that there are people out there kidnapping and killing children. And he warns Krolo not to go to the outskirts, where I assume the garbage dumps are um, alone. Then we get this reminder. Um, 
people born in Meteor City don't have certificates of social identity to prove their existence. And he says there were reprobates who twisted that fact to mean that these people don't exist. Who don't exist don't count as human, and therefore it was not a crime to hunt them. Until Meteor City allied with the Mafia, exchanging personnel for a guarantee of safety, there were hundreds of victims every year, with 70% of those being children under 15 years old. Subsequent to their ties with the Mafia growing stronger, Nen abilities began to manifest among the city elders, giving rise to a pledge that eventually became the Law of Retribution. Only life can compensate for a life. We'll accept anything you leave here, but don't ever take anything away from us. As the world came to fear, the city of victims, whose humanity no one even recognized, the Phantom Troop came into being. Yeah, we got a version of that before. Um, yes. I think when um, the ants went to Media City. Uh, was but, it the, was it with the Giro thing? Um, I think not with Giro before him. Um, with the one who wanted to be queen, I think during that time was maybe when we got it. I can't remember, but I, I remember it happening. I just don't remember when it happened. Yeah, I remember it happening, just not when. Yeah. But it's interesting. So I, thought, I thought it was it was interesting to see this um, this ethos reiterated, and to think about like what impact that ha that hazard is going to have on the story as it's happening currently, um, on board the whale. Yeah, I I agree, but the, just the the aspect of being reminded of like. People in Meter City didn't have certificates, therefore they didn't count as actually existing in human beings. And the first reasoning that people are like, well, if they don't count as actual human beings, then we're just going to hunt them like animals and then I guess use them for body parts or whatever. I don't really know. But just the statistic that he gives that 70% of the people that were kidnapped were children 15 years or younger is. Super fucking dark. Oh yeah, yeah and <laughs> the spiders that we see at this time seem like they're in that age bracket. Yeah, which leads us to the. I mean, that gets to the end, which I, I think it's certain people that ended up doing that, but we'll we'll get there eventually. But yeah, they're definitely. I've, I I agree. I, I think that they are in this age range. Yeah, probably oldest would be like what Uva. Uh, potentially. Again, I from just from, based on size, really, but yeah. yeah, just perusing from Hunterpedia, I don't recall like the this the um, the, the ages, ages for everyone right. The ages aren't on here for who they for how old they are. I think we always, as a fandom, assumed based on the way they looked, and then we got ages for some people. So it was like, well, if this person. 24 this person looks like they could be their dad he has to be 40 something <laughs> but that doesn't necessarily mean anything because it's anime so he could actually be 22 right um yep. and just have had like a massive growth spurt but we assume uvo is one of the older ones maybe in, in his early 30s or something like that um not that it matters because he's dead yep. <laughs> he's he's probably between 15 and 17 at this point yeah, that's pretty much what I guess. So Krolo, um says he's going to go into the AV room. The priest tells him, yeah, that's no problem. 
but someone's already in there. And that's when we get to see someone I wasn't expecting to see for some reason. Yeah. Um, I never thought this kid was Paku until he said it. Yeah. <laughs> Paku, <laughs> Paku's already in the room. <laughs> Cause she's got the baby schnoz. It's not. It's yeah, not but she also yet. doesn't have like she has like shaved hair. You know, like she doesn't have her like traditionally long hair. But I imagine long hair has to be a problem living in a garbage dump. Cause like, well, I mean, like yeah. lights and cockroaches and things. Well, like then that. how do you explain Uvo's hair? How do you explain Franklin's? No, I'm or not. I'm not. I'm not saying yeah. that. Like, not Franklin. They would all have long they would all have short hair i'm just saying that yeah. i think short hair makes sense in this environment yeah i mean machi still gonna... has her hair too and then so does machi doesn't seem like she cares either way like no. if her hair is long and it's covered in lice it's just long and covered <laughs> in lice and then i'm looking at finks and uh and and phaeton and their hair is also pretty long too but yeah i wish she could have gotten buzzed like right before this chapter mm -hmm. yeah she's just got a haircut know. And then yeah. went to the AV room just to chill. Um, she says no one else comes because they don't want to get lectured by the same priest that just lectured um, Trollo on the way in. <laughs> Trollo's like having a breakdown. Yeah. I, I thought nobody would ever find me in the church. Please don't tell Uvo of things. And then he says, you always see right through us. And she says, that's not true put in the tape and they press play and nothing comes up at first so there's a, again there's that he's panel. a really em he's a really emotional kid yeah, yeah he is i think it's just the aspect of him showing i think it's showing us the how because he seems pretty freaking happy and he seems pretty aloof and just being a child and i think what we're going to see in this flashback is his transformation from this to where like something tragic is going to befell upon all of them to have them change because again is the aspect of what nobunaga was saying it's like yeah i remember we were all like happy go lucky and like didn't know what the hell we're going until something tragic happened to us and that's why we got in this flashback but the one thing that that happens is like when um Krolo is about to put the tape in you get that little slight like the little panel where like it's the back of his head, so he's not looking at her, but Paku is looking at him, and she's, like, very much, like, smiling, you know? Mm -hmm. Which yeah. leads, you know, it's that sort of... Because not really foreshadowing, because shit has already happened, but it's, like, showing how she definitely has some sort of infatuation with him this early on that potentially leads to her actions that she has later on. In the Yorkshire arc, you know, where she like doesn't sacrifice his life, even though he tells her specifically, like, if I die, you guys have to keep going. Yeah, it it is interesting, and I think this might actually cover the inciting incident for most of them. Like the the founding principle of the spider is basically is that as long as one of us survives, then the spider will continue to survive, and it doesn't matter who dies. Um. But you see them very clearly compromise that principle, um, one, with them deciding they're going to kill Hisoka for killing um, Shalnark and Kortopi. Also, we saw it in Pakanoda deciding, like, his life matters. And we see that other spiders also feel the same way. Like, any of them can die, but Krolo is the person that should be protected. And it does seem like it's the type of relationship where they... 
idolize him. Mm -hmm. um, being the person that brought them together in the first place. Because we see from this childhood thing that they're all like split up into differing factions. And I do think it's interesting that Finks and Phaeton are like, they've always been inseparable. Right. But I also <laughs> think like Machi and Uvo thing is interesting because they don't seem like as adults, they didn't seem like they were that close. Um, and Franklin and Franklin always seemed kind of aloof compared to everybody else. So, well, he, especially he didn't really care. He didn't really speak much as a, as an adult, yeah. you know. Like that's one of the things about Franklin, where he was very much the cool, calm, collected. Like the more, the most action and the most anything that I think has been shown of him was when he uses Nen bullets in the murder of all those people, you know. Because up until that point, he doesn't really, he doesn't really do much, and like he doesn't like get involved in murder. He's just because he's the one who who also like um says that he like when when they find out that Uvo's been poisoned in Yorkshire and he's like oh what are you guys going to do it's like oh we're going to go and and try to save him and like we need we need to go after the kid with the with the chains and like do all that stuff but Uvo needs beer and he yeah. uh says okay fine I'll go get the beer like the most out of the way thing to do, you know. So he's, I, I mm -hmm. from as an adult, like it's just like he, you know, he doesn't seem like he's very interested in being involved in action. But yet here, he's the first person who fucking punches Uvo in the face. Like he's the muscle of those of the, of this group. It's really hard to write characters as adults and then go back and write them as children, and still be able to show like hints of the person that they would grow up to be mm -hmm. without without writing them as like completely different people as children. Like there's there's a limit to how much people will believe that this is the same character. Like even if there's like I don't know, a completely horrific thing that happens to them next. Um that would change their personality and their beliefs and all that. Like you still want to to show that some part of the person is always there and is recognizable on the page as like this child and we see like the dynamic between um Krolo and Paku um this dynamic here as children makes their dynamic as adults easily understandable like even though a lot of it um was told in like more subtle moments like we could tell that Paku Noda cared about Krolo in a way that so the other characters didn't, because I don't expect all of them to be in love with him, right? That doesn't make sense. No. Um, we were able to see that without her, like, flat out stating that she loved him. And we saw that she was willing to die to make sure that he got rescued from the chain bastard, um, as they called him. So I, like, that alone, if nothing else happened in this chapter, like, that would have sold me on it. Like, the little... Getting to see the designs of them as children is great. That is great. But then the reveal of what's actually on the tape, like that put me in like full on fanboy mode. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so he's crying over the tape being blank and she says, no biggie, just think of it as a new blank tape. And he says, you can speak Gelman and Janan already. And she says, yeah, their grammar is similar. So once you learn 
Gelman, Janin is just like a dialect. So I assume this is like German and Dutch, probably. Yeah, I was. Um, I mean, Gelman is definitely German, right? Like it's yeah. just yeah, it's yeah. how it goes. Janin, I was kind of more not entirely sure what that is, but what's similar German? I think I think Dutch is similar. Um, yeah, I think it's similar enough. Obviously, English is similar, but I don't think similar enough yeah. to be like, yeah, it's not big yeah. deal once you already know German. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't really know either of those languages, so it's like, uh, maybe, sure. The priest goes off with whatever this bowl of whatever this is that Crollo walked up with, and he makes a call, and he says um, to the Older, I guess, on the other end of the call, or the priest. Zekrolo is very inquisitive and quite studious. He shows a lot of promise. He often surprises me with his creative ideas. It might be interesting to bring him to the elders' meeting to hear his opinions. And the other person responds, I see. It would be wonderful if he could help to solve the various problems plaguing Meteor City. And again, this child is like 10 maybe yeah so ten, a, maybe, that is a right? lot of pressure i also don't yeah. really understand who this person is because they're like because the... he goes uh, the the priest guy goes underground mm -hmm. right because he goes under yeah, the stairs mm -hmm. into this room where there's a bunch of candles in the back and there's just this soul man or woman i don't know that's hard could to go either way yeah hard to tell yeah. It's an um, old person yeah. an old mm -hmm. person just because of their wrinkled face the super uh, detailed yeah um where they're just sitting there and the same sim by the way the same symbol crops up all over the place the little sun with the with like the light beams out of it because you see it in the previous panels he's walking it's kind of in the at the top of the of the thing and if you go back to a couple panels where Prolo walks into the AV room you see it on the wall underneath the window where it's kind of like uh, some sort of symbol with like a circle with light coming out of it. Uh, and you also see it in the, um, as, as Crollo's walking up to uh, the priest where he's like on the altar, it's the same sort of design for things. So this is some sort of religious sect of things. I don't know how, because, you know, he talks about... Or at least village elders. like. Yeah, but he's talking about the elders of meeting his opinions, but it's so uh, it's just so different from the rest of Meteor City that we've seen. You know, like, Meteor City is just garbage and, and chaos and panic and all this stuff, and, like, just... Well, the, the implication yeah. um, that we got when we first heard what Meteor City was is that it was, like, a town, and then the various governments of the world dumped the trash onto the town so it's very possible especially if this is a world religion um this is a massive religion like catholicism christianity judaism whatever like there was this opulent temple there that may have been like the type of place that people take pilgrimages to and then whoever just decided fuck the city and started dumping trash there Right. And that's probably why we still have this opulent building that these people, um, the church clearly still has like a leadership type role in the community. But there's also the fact that they've been dumping garbage on this for how ma however many years and you have people born into this type of situation where they have no ID, they don't really exist. And like the only possible life for them is like in the underworld. 
um, especially once they actually have the official mafia affiliation. So I think that's kind of what this is. It's semi-cultish, but I guess that depends on what the church actually is. So maybe the, the sun motif has to do with the name of the church itself, which we may learn later. We may never learn. You yeah. Know, it depends. I just think it's interesting because, like, the aspect that it's called Meteor City, it kind of looks like a meteor emanating from, like, light emanating from a circle, which could be meteor. But I'm probably Maybe, looking yeah. way too much into this, you know? Like, it's, like, the aspect of, like... Probably, I'm yeah, probably yeah. looking way too much into this. But <laughs> it, it almost leads to me because, like, again, it's these things where, like, Togashi introduces something that is, like, super interesting because, again, the aspect of... The entire time for me and my ideas, Meteor City was just this dump of a place that didn't have any any sort of uh, rules or um, riches or anything like that, right? Or any sort of uh, proper buildings, per se. Mm -hmm. And then you have this big, massive church as he's walking up. And it's a weird contrast from literally the masses and masses of garbage that we've seen where he actually walks through like well i don't know how far away this is but there's also the aspect of like and i don't know if you guys caught it but like as he takes off going through uh i think it's on pages 12 and 13 you see like all the little shacks and as he's running through that are just like a, like you know kind of what i would imagine housing would be like in this place it's just a bunch of little ha shacks with like you know broken down windows like just made out of wood or you know, like like low income, um, not want to say low income housing, but you know, like it's it's very much what I would imagine residency would be like in, in Meteor City. If there's anything that the Catholic Church or the Evangelical Church would do, it's build a really opulent church in the middle of poverty. <laughs> no, you're um, right. I, I can... when you put it that way, that <laughs> yeah. Is... <laughs> yeah, that's actually perfect. Continue to keep is... people extremely poor. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Based on the amount of money they're requesting for their various services, um, and then they repay them, quote unquote, by having like a school um, that the kids could go to and be stripped of all of their culture and identity. Um, <laughs> well, that that lines up. I don't know if if Tagashi's doing a critique on the church, but that lines up exactly. No, and I do. And I mean, I, I, I would agree, but it is. It is. I mean. It's it just like I'm saying, it just it feels like such a weird, like, change in scenery. But, I mean, again, it makes sense when you related it that way. So it could be. It could be that way. But I mean, we don't know. We don't we don't know what this church stands for is even. like. But yeah. the fact that they're making it like, hey, let's give Crollo a meeting with the elders and hear his opinions and see if he can save us. Be like, what? He's just a child. Like, what the fuck? But. Yeah, the city, or Meteor City must be in real dire straits. If they need the help of like I don't know an eight year old, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, if anything, I think it's kind of cool that um, we kind of have Carollo in this capacity where he's like he seems like he's everybody's little brother, you know, rather than the yeah. leader. Mm -hmm. So I hope we get to see like you know, uh, kind of transition to his current role yeah i mean i think we are again it's the aspect of like how innocent and how playful he is to where you know like one of the, like later on he talks he, he says the panel about um 
where he expresses his like he says he loves Paku, you know, like that sort of thing. And he's mm -hmm. so happy. It's just so different. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I knowing and like looking at this, I thought the first thing I thought of was like, oh, fuck, they're going to get really screwed over here. Like something terrible is going to happen to them where like he's going to have to go from being this happy go lucky kid to let's murder and steal and let's do all the shit because there's that's all we know. Um, so we'll get ready for that ride. But oh, yeah. they put in the uh, the tape and I guess they fast forward a little bit and Paku exclaims that, whoa, is this the power cleaners? Because there's this image of like seven people on a screen, posing. Uh, yeah, posing. Dynamically. Yeah, doing the the Ginyu Force or the uh, well, I guess did Ginyu <laughs> Force borrow that from? Yes, from yes, Super Sentai. From Super yeah. Sentai. Yeah. Okay, I got it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's totally. clearly yeah. Just so Super Sentai came first, but uh, and then Krolo's like, "Yep, this is the mighty sweeping power cleaners, the global sensation." Love it. I love that. He translated yeah. it to be like a riff on the Mighty Morphin. Power yeah, Rangers exactly. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> instead of whatever Sentai team is actually based on. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I do I think it is funny that they got like a Power Rangers like uh VHS rather than a Super Sentai VHS. Right. Well, I imagine that if they did that, it would be, you know, it's the aspect of like they have to. He has he can't copy, you know, he can't throw in here, but like, yeah, this is what this is, because I'm sure he gets sued. But oh, of course, of course. Um, but yeah, Krolo, Krolo notes that, by the way, I love Paku's like shock face. It's it's great. Yeah. I, I love that design. <laughs> um, yes. That's the face that I made when I saw that we were getting a flashback. <laughs> um but Krola mentions that they must have programmed the VCR wrong because he fast forwarded about 10 minutes and there it was. And Pac was like, This is amazing. Let's invite everyone over and watch it together. We don't even have to know what they're saying to enjoy it. Uh to which Krola responds with right, but it would be more fun if we could understand it. And then Paku responds with sure, but how, I mean, how the hell do we do that? And then Crow's like, so I have a favor to ask of you. And she asks Paku Noda. And I guess this happens off screen, but he, Paku Noda responds with, you want to make a dub? And it's like, it's, you say, yeah, go. It's implied that like her, her ability, which we learned is like psychometry. Um, that she always had some element of that because I think he comments um, that she can like read his mind. So I'm oh, not sure if there's any okay. off-screen dialogue. I think she just knows what he wants automatically. Mm. Oh, okay. I just I don't think they had Nen yet. That's why I wasn't sure. No, they they didn't. But remember that um, Nen based on personality, right? And Nen also has to do with like some people just have genius level abilities. Mm, so right, right, right her ability to read people might just be that good. I so can I see it. Like, I obviously, she's obviously not reading his mind here because like mm -hmm. with her nan ability, she had to be touching people in order to do it. Right. Either she just knows him that well or she's able to read him 
well, you can just guess that he wants um, to be able to make a dub here. And it's not it's not hard to follow. It's like, yeah, this would be great if we could understand it. And he asks for a favor. And I guess, like, he has some type of writing ability. Um, because we get here where um, he agrees to write the script for it. And translate. Yeah, well, I mean, he says that he can... Because he, he knows, and Krolo, by, by that I mean Krolo, Krolo knows Jelman mm -hmm. and Janan. Yeah. Uh, so it's in that language, which is whatever's written on the screen in that panel where they first show them. Because uh, I don't think that's either of the languages that we thought that they were, but it's some made-up language, right? It's got it, I mean. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um. Although they still have exclamation points. So that's cool. Um, but. Uh, Krolo tells Paku that he wants her to do the voice of the pink cleaner. And. Is that OK? And she says, you know, I suppose I can help my little squire. <laughs> and I guess they get in like, an argument because it gives you like the. The old school cartoon, like cloud, dust cloud, dust yeah. cloud, yeah. <laughs> um, but he's like, "You always call me that, but I'm older than you." And she responds with, "Sorry, it's never. It never seems that way, just because of you know how. I guess it's because of how kid like he acts sometimes. You know, like talking about like Probably. we found this tape, and it's like, yeah, let's just make a dub of this. Like, why not?" Um, but then she asks her one more thing. She says, I have another request to win again. She just infers, right? She just basically says what he was going to ask her. He's like, oh, you want me to ask Sheila and Sarsa, right? Or Sarasa, right? To dub the purple cleaner and the orange cleaner. The love triangles and exchanges between the female members are a big part of the draw, right? It's better to have three people acting them out for chemistry. And like, he doesn't say love like... I love his little face. Honestly. Right. It's, yes. This is what I'm saying. It's so cute and adorable that it's like mm -hmm. something tragic and bad is going to happen to this child to turn him into the Corolla that we know now. And I feel also, for that. is it just me or like, I, like out, uh, obviously not the same hair color, but like there's just something about young Corolla that reminds me of Kurapika. Like, I don't know, like, just like, like, overall like head shape and hair and all that stuff of young Kurapika or just Kurapika yeah, yeah. Uh, I think from young Kurapika from like the movie because we saw him as a kid and we saw like how the, the, the murder of the because it's the same sort of thing where like they're super like innocent and, and childlike and, and full of wonder until their entire family gets killed yeah um but yeah, actually now Fox said that you mentioned as I'm reading this for like the fourth time. I, I get that mm -hmm. aspect of like she just fills in the words for him because like he doesn't say any of this, which is why he responds with I love you, Paku, because like she just gets him, you know? Yeah. I love that it makes it seem like she's like skipping after he says I love you and she's like, you don't have to flatter me. Right. I'll convince them. 
And he says, it's not flattery, it's the truth. And he insists he means it, and she's like, all right, whatever. He's like, okay, okay, and... I love you too. So the two girls agree to do the, the dubbing. Um, and Paku says, why is one of them on the ground? Oh, because <laughs> she, she trips because she's reading the book. They, he mentions it later. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they say, we're going to show it next Sunday in the church hall, and we can't let Uvo and the guys find out before then. The idiot gets mad and loud when he doesn't get all the attention. So she was asked, what book is that? And she replies, The Swashbuckling Adventures of Dino Hunter. Haven't you read that already? It's like, this is the only book I'm, I read because I'm going to be a hunter someday. She says, shouldn't you read a lot of books then? And she says, leave me alone, I'll make it work. Um, so Paku gets back. Oh my bad, Krolo wrote the scripts. So Krolo wrote the scripts. And Paku's in shock. She's like, already I just went to look for them. And he tells Sheila she should stop reading when she walks, or else she'll keep getting hurt. And she just is like, okay, quietly. Yeah. Oh, Paku asks, you mean you're going to do all the other voices? Whichever one this is, says they want to be orange. Yeah, we can get started right away, and if we recruit any more people, there's a bigger risk that we'll be found out. And the dreamy one, Sheila, says Krolo should have been born someplace else. And Paku agrees. While they're doing that conversation, Krolo's in the background talking to Sarasa. And Orange is full of energy, and she's like, yeah, that's why I picked her. Yeah. By the way, uh, Sheila, who is this car- the mm-hmm. the woman with the book, she's actually been seen... She was shown in the Phantom Rouge movie. Um, oh. She that's debuted a- in Kurapika's Memories, the, the memory... Uh, Remember there was that anime or the the tie-in two-part one-shot for the movie. Um, she actually shows up in that. Uh, Kurpika and Pyro uh, find her injured in the woods. Um, so mm-hmm. she's the uh, she's presumed to be the woman who uh, found the massacre Kurta Clan six weeks after Kurpika's departure. Okay, cool. Um, That's so cool. yeah. Last, the last page of the chapter is where we get the implication that something terrible is about to happen. Um, see a black van um, with some people tied up inside of it with um, two men, I guess, seemingly making an exchange, and we get a guy smoking, and then the truck dri- the van drives away, and we get a shot of the kids recording their dub. But um, the people in the van are clearly children. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's they're clearly we're watching a kidnapping happen. Um, which I don't see any indication on the clothes of who it might be because there's no. It's there's no clear. It's very there. generic. Like, we can't see who it is that's being kidnapped. Because uh, even yeah. if you go back to the even if you go back to like the, the beginning chapter. At the beginning of the chapter, like it doesn't match. Like, well, fuck. Now that I'm looking at it again, you could potentially say that one of them is is Shalnark and one of them is or potentially could be Franklin, because they have those types of clothes. They're sort of generic clothing. 
-hmm. I wasn't gonna. It's not Uva because Uva's got very specific detail draw. Like his his clothing's very mm -hmm. much different than the rest. Also, Uvo and uh, Franklin, they're they're kind of big boys. They're kind of stocky. Yeah. They're not like they are, but these generic sized children. But if you look at the like the clothing on the one on the ground or like the one that's laying mm -hmm. down, he kind of doesn't have sleeves. And now that there's the one on the right. And if you go mm -hmm. back, you see that the shirt that Franklin's wearing doesn't have any sleeves. Um, but the, the same goes for Machi. So I don't know. And I like went over to look at like Phaeton and Finks's clothing. And like, again, that's also very distinct. Phaeton's got yeah. dark pants. He's got bandages on his arms. Franklin's got like a full on hoodie um, that he made. It looks like he definitely sewed that together. So that's why I don't. I'm assuming it's one of these kids because obviously there's, there's otherwise why would you show this? But like. They're gonna they're gonna find out that they got kidnapped, and I'm sure they're gonna have that sort of confrontation and try to figure out how to get them back. But um yeah, that's the that's the end of the chapter because I just I I, I think it's it's really cool how he kinda ends it without any sort of verbal um like there's no words whatsoever in that last page. Yeah. Cause like, you know, you you just it's them recording the dub. You don't really need right words for that, but yeah. Um. But yes, I, uh, I, would you? I mean, thoughts. I'm sure there's a lot to say about this. I mean, like we know, obviously, those three kids, if they're are spiders they don't get killed obviously mm -hmm. um but we see that franklin um when you look at him now um the implication is that he did it to himself i think when his net ability was described um where he cut his fingers that he could um shoot the nen bullets out of his fingers and it had something to do with making his nen stronger um but the rest of his body also looks as though it's been um damaged mm -hmm. uh physically i guess because we're sort of supposed to get the the frankenstein imagery from him that does line up with him possibly being experimented on or something like that um that's possible as a theory um the other kids just seem like there just might be something wrong with them in general um <laughs> yeah it doesn't seem like it's anything like that happened but um, if any characters in Hunter Hunter like would get um, a really dark past, and um, I think that the only person that it really could have happened to to turn everybody the way it did would be Crollo. Like even though he seems as though like he and Uvo have a thing because he steals from him. Like you guys mentioned, he seems like he's everybody's little brother. And yeah. If somebody who's loved the way he is and then was also like the elders are ready to nominate him to come within their circle to try and look out for the future of Meteor City. So he ends up being the child that gets harmed. Like his anger would obviously lead him towards wanting to create the spiders um, as a way of protecting Meteor City. 
the only way to really do that in his estimation was to ensure that they had not only power and money, but somebody that the rest of the world would be terrified of. And that's what the Phantom Troop is. They're a group that doesn't really exist, um, but they could be anywhere and everywhere and they're really good at murder. And Nobunaga's mentioning that they were extremely resentful and angry in their youth when they first came together. Like, that would follow um, with Krolo getting harmed, maybe with some of the other little ones getting hurt, uh, with them having to witness the other children being murdered. Like, that would follow and make complete sense. And then that makes them even more sympathetic to us, um, which is dangerous because we were already sympathetic towards them. Before yeah. they, they started showing any <laughs> indication that they might be not as bad as we thought they were. Because um, the very clear indication of all people that they mellowed out a lot. Um, and I would have thought prior to coming to this arc, that when Luini showed up, it's like, yeah, we're going to burden the world down together. Like, they would have been like, cool. Because we saw how angry they were when Uvo died. Um, and they played that, um, I forgot what he called it, they played the funeral dirge for him where they killed off a whole bunch of mafia people in retaliation and, like, basically depopulated this area of Yorkshire. You would think, like, hearing the stories about the spiders, that they would be all about pulling the world down to its knees. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really interesting potentially really interesting depending on how far he goes into it to like explain why they're not really concerned with what's happening in the rest of the world like their only concern is each other to a degree meteor city like what happened to them that caused like people with this much power most of the other people we see like are concerned with um, amassing power, they're concerned with ruling and things like that. And the spiders, like individually and as a group, none of them are like, oh, I'm going to be king of this shit. They're all like, we're going to do what we came here to do and then we're going to leave every time. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting part. Um, I guess as for me, um, I I just think it's cool that we're going into this after all this mafia stuff. Um, yeah. It's a nice refresher, especially if like this leads to like after this uh, flashback finishes, if this leads to just what the spiders are up to rather than going back to the mafia guys. Well, I really but, if if we get to see the other ones, not just yeah. these three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, who knows how long this is going to last? I mean, obviously, the chapter was titled "Founding Part One," so yeah. for yeah, for all we know, like this is just like a real quick flashback, and then we'll get another flashback later to see what like actually this leads up to. Yeah. Um, well, this chapter being named "Founding Part One." Um, makes me feel like there's at least a founding part two. Yeah, well, um, I mean, you don't say. <laughs> it's just—it's actually just gonna go to the clash part three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I 
wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing four. Five, maybe yeah. chapter flashback. I mean, honestly, if he just throws away the rest of the manga and it's just like the spiders throughout their lives, I'd be fine with that. Everyone else might hate it. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people are but, are happy that this is happening now. I'll be honest with you. Like it's just the aspect of getting something that's characters that we've known for a long time that we actually care about and seeing their 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 past and their and their their background. Dude, I I'm all for this. Like I I have been advocating for like how this was going somewhere and like being like I know that people were like this is like hard to follow on a week to week basis because not only are there way more characters being introduced every single chapter, but there are also characters that I just don't really care about. You know, like it literally, oh. like last week, right? You weren't on, but like last week, I introduced to uh, to Herring's like I guess childhood friends. You know, so we had a whole entire like more characters being introduced, and and how they want to help him become the the person he wants to be. But like they're super smart, but they're not really at at the top they're of their yeah. yeah, they're lazy, and so they're just like there, and it's like cool, but like. And I'm sure those characters would be great, but like we already have so many other things, other pieces coming in together. Why is all of this stuff being introduced right now? Now, again, we haven't seen the bigger picture, but I don't disagree with people that were like, this is boring. Like, why do I care about this stuff? Like, it doesn't it doesn't drive anything. Where are the characters that I cared about that I've been watching? I've been seeing all this like time. And I I know we mentioned it and there was like some discords that came out of it in 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 the in the Discord channel. Cause I I was the one who mentioned, by the way, about Gone's story being done. And I think it was oh, uh yes. because I think like, you know, it's like it's it's super interesting like how Tagashi has literally grabbed the main characters that we got introduced in the beginning of the series. And for the last twenty chapters, we haven't seen any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have not seen gone. Like, like I said in in, that, in last week's uh, podcast, gone story for me is done. Like I'm I'm content with him living his le- like the rest of his life, chilling without Mito, learning how to actually do things without Nen. Yeah. Uh, Kurpika is obviously on the boat. He's doing his thing. Killua is with his sister, realizing that what really was something like that he really was looking for was that friendship with gone but that his sister needed him all along right so he's like with with alika and leorio is also on this whole entire aspect of things because he is now part of the zodiac so is kirpika so that storyline is like okay that's where we're going but to have honestly the the freaking the audacity to continue a story without your any main characters of the four that you originally have for as long as it is, is crazy to me. But then making that story interesting is the part that makes it worthwhile. And I just wasn't seeing that. And now I, I, I do think that there's a uh, potential with this mafia story. I just think that um, there's not really the vibe, I guess. Or like fans aren't really in the mood for this. Like we we were so hyped when he started putting stuff out that we forgot where the story had left off. <laughs> right. <and> that, <laughs> yeah. 
that like we had to see these characters just because like it stopped in the middle of them doing something. Right. And I do think that that bringing in familiar characters, which would be Nobunaga, Phaeton, and Finks, as quickly as he did, um, certainly helps keep people motivated. And the the whole like, thing with introducing new characters, you want to have them interact, whether with older, more established characters, like right away, or they're all interacting with the same world, which we get with the boat. Everyone's in the same environment. Um, they got to interact with Hisoka and the three spiders, um, which gave us two things that we wanted. Like everybody wants to know what Hisoka's up to. Turns out nothing. He was right. sticking around. Um, <laughs> and I, I do love, I love the world building of Hunter Hunter. I love the politics. Um, it just turns out that I'm less interested in the mafia side of the politics. Like if they'd continued. I'm talking about the leaders directly, the leaders who are all like bastard children of the royal family. I think I would have been more keyed in with what was going on rather than like talking about their random foot soldiers. Right. I think the problem that I had that that was is the aspect of like, yeah, I understand the mafia is a thing and like it's been built on since for a long time. And again, it's not that it's the worst. It's just it felt like after a four year hiatus to come back into this. And like literally forget that, oh, right, it was that part where we we're getting introduced to a whole bunch of different characters that we had no idea. Like that were relative to or relevant to the story or whatever, but it's just. Kind of here and there and sprinkled and then now to have this flashback, that's the part that I was saying earlier about the pacing that I feel like it's kind of wild. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. But now that we have this flashback, how long are we going to stay in here? Because I do feel like because of the fact that it is basically talking about their um, their founding. That's, in my opinion, that's kind of obviously, duh. Founding is for their founders. So, like, is this going to go through how the spiders became the spiders? You know, to kind of correlate to that that scene where he talks about the founding of the spiders. So we see them grow up and, like, put emphasis into this. Um, because I'll be honest with you, if we get that, that's going to be great and I'm going to love it. But I also feel like it's going to be like, we're going to come from this into back to mafia. And I feel like it's <laughs> yeah. just going to be such a weird, it's going to be such a weird fucking like pace change. And then we're going to go I from. Think, I think probably go. it would have to, it would have to go straight back to Nobunaga, Finks and Phaeton or to like Ed suggested one of the other spiders. Um, so we could see what they're up to. Cause I think. You know, that's also what we crave. It's been years since we've last seen the other people that are different spots on the boat as well. well not Especially since involved. Machi is like on the warpath. Yes. Yeah. And we know that Hisoka's by himself. Um, He's chilling in the VIP room. VVIP room. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the VVIP. And it, it's interesting seeing like, I need to stop saying interesting. I need to find a different word. But. Yeah, <laughs> Nobunaga and Inks's, um detective skills are much better than I thought. Like seeing the two of them reason stuff out as opposed to like the impulsive way that they showed up at the beginning of the story is cool. I want to see if the other groups of spiders um, are also putting together what's happening on this boat and who they need to make alliances with and things like that because 
don't know if they've been able to contact Krola directly yet to let him know what they're doing. And I imagine nobody's able to contact Machi because she seems like the type of person who turned off her phone and then threw it off the boat because she's going to get to Hisoka before anybody else does. Um, <laughs> so, like, just a small glimpse of them would be good, like a, a panel or two or a page showing where each of them are at, what they're doing, which people are around them, that type of thing. Because, like, if we want Hisoka to be, like, boogeyman looming... Um, Show him relation to them. Yeah, I mean, I, part of me that is hopeful for that is the fact that they're like, we'll just go let the spiders take care of it. You know, because like they did talk about that. But I do think that Kinring doing his own reconnaissance and doing all the stuff and then him and, and Billy or um, Kenny, not Billy, sorry, Kenny. Billy, Billy. Talking, talking about like the plants and stuff like they're obviously going to go after the the two people that hearing found but there's also going to have that aspect of like okay once we get out of this flashback wow how is this all going to play out but that's what we have to like look forward to right so uh I, I again i i'm excited for this i'm i'm glad that we finally get something like it's been the most excited i've been in a while uh for like next chapter to be like i want to see what's gonna what's gonna come out of this um because i haven't really felt that way since we got back essentially to be like i can't wait for next week yeah. um because of the 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 people and the characters that are involved and 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 again it's something that i actually care about uh, more so than than the mafia, and I don't. I hate to be that person, but like, it's just I I was into the mafia. I I, I like the aspect of the storyline. I like the characters, but it just felt like it's a lot of bloated stuff for like the original plans and everything that we had, which was, hey, there's a fucking succession battle going on. Let's get back to that. Oh, the Phantom Troop is here. Let's actually focus on the Phantom Troop. So here we go. Yeah, I I kind of hope after. Uh... After we finish this flashback, I I kind of hope it just smash cuts back to the succession battle. Not gonna lie, yeah, that'd be cool. And then you kind of have little hints and things like that, you know, here and there about what they're up to. Like we don't need full full entire chapters of no. mafia stuff. You know, it's just like here's an update, here's a panel, and like you kind of hear it from there. But again, not entirely sure where where. Like, if that's where he'll come back. A lot of the times I do feel like, you know, when you have um, these series, uh, they have editors, right? Yeah. Uh, for yep. Shonen Jump. And I know, like, they have a lot of input on, like, how, like, obviously, you they give them the story and they're like, okay, well, I think that this is something you should focus on. Uh, so that way they can kind of help them get their idea better without having too much drag. Um. But something tells me that like Togashi doesn't really have an editor, or if he does, Whoa. it's like he kind of is like whatever. I'm just doing my own thing. He does, but he's most likely at the position of his career where he can overrule an editor's right. suggestions, um, um, especially if if he's able to like show how all of this is going to tie together. Then I'm willing to allow you to make some things that some decisions that seem questionable um, in the moment but like 40 chapters from now is going to pay off like if you have this whole prolific history 
um, of carrying jump. Like, that's fine with me. Um, I think the, a lot of the problem with the discourse is that we have a lot of new fans who picked up um, in that four years or so when nothing was going on. We decided oh. to read and watch Hunter Hunter. So when you're looking at a series just based off like just finishing it and everything is fresh for you and you don't know what it's like for the rest of us who yeah. <laughs> who have been <laughs> who have been picking up from time to time whenever he's able to put something else out. Like you don't have the same level of patience. Um because if you guys remember, I'm not sure if you do, but like people hated the Chimera arc. <laughs> Um, while it was going, and then like we got to the end of it, and now the reviews are like, for the most part, it's a genius arc. But the the slow building and you had a lot of the same problem. All of people hated Kamugi. Yeah, all oh, of these different ants getting introduced. Like we don't know who any of these people are or why we should care. Um, to come to Merum and and what's some of the best villain storytelling. Um shown in manga so i think like he's owed a bit of patience just based on previous arcs in the story and like you also had great island that unfortunately the first series handed on that right. i understand why people didn't like it but that was a huge setup arc or basically what we're doing now um so like i i don't have strong feelings towards a lot of this little mafia bit but i who feel like there's a possibility that it will have a big payoff. Um, I hope it's not just for all three of the families to get killed by the spiders. Um, <laughs> I hope it's a little bit better than that. But yeah. you never know. No, and I, 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 I do remember that because when that, that was happening, because that's around the time that we picked up uh, the podcast. I remember it was like during the, the middle of the Chimera Antark. Um. And you're right, there is that aspect of like the newer fans because like the entire anime basically um, debuted and it went all the way through towards the end of the Antarch and then it just kind of stopped right before the um, the uh, succession battle, I guess, because uh, we finished with the Zodiac uh, uh, arc. We got introduced the to them. Arc. Yeah, we, 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 that was in the anime. So you saw that. Mm -hmm. You saw Gon and his dad and like that stuff. So that's what I'm saying. It, it really ended right before the Beyond Atero goes to the new continent, which is what the arc that we're on right now, right? Essentially, it's just this massive, massive arc. Um, Man, so I, I forgot Beyond Atero. Yeah, like that's yeah. the thing. Like that's beyond, like that's also a part of the story. Like you have Beyond Atero's group with Paizom and Jing. And that whole entire thing of like how they're going to get involved. And that's the thing, like it's building and it's building and I like it and I, I'm all about that. But it just, I, I think, like I said, for me, it's the aspect of like, if this was ongoing for, like if he wasn't on hiatus and he would continuously be producing chapters, then I don't know that I would have a problem with this pacing. But the way that it's come back after the four years coming into this be like yeah i'm gonna like pick up where i left off obviously talk about the the mafia talk about this and then give you a spider's backstory or a flashback like that's great and i'm all for it but just the pacing seems a little off and but like i said once this is all done actually fox is just like you said once this is all done this might be brilliant too and like I, i'm and i like 
the way the arc was starting out, you know, with everything going on and all the 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 Nenbis and all the different things that were being introduced, talking about the Dark Continent and like how there's uh you know, all the different plagues and everything that could be from the different locations. Uh, the book of the mysteries that are being told, but one person still being on the island, you know. Um, that That's the part where, like, it's about the, the adventure and that stuff. And that's the, that's the stuff that, like, overall, I think we'll eventually get there. It's just a matter of when, right? And so if, if we get that, that sort of, connection between this and that i think i i trust Tagashi 100 percent that he'll get it done i just for me the thing that i was like again a little worried about was just the way the pacing was happening um because this is now chapter say 395 when we get back so this is we're halfway through 10 yeah i also think it might have to do with like you just mentioned the nen beast and stuff like that like the upstairs arc is like supernatural Right. Right. And oh yeah. This downstairs arc is like a cop procedural, but no, with Nen. Mm -hmm. And I think it's maybe just the difference in tone between the two stories that people are are a little bit off put by. It's like we're seeing people get um astral project murdered and things like that, and. We are seeing um, Theta with her life on the line that we really need to get back to her because she's going to be yeah. dead by the time we get back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and then we're going downstairs to like people who are only like slightly connected, who probably have never met the prince that's their sponsor. Um, so I guess it's, it's maybe a little bit of that step back in terms of um, stakes and... Uh, the power levels of everybody involved because like Heinrich who is set up to be like a powerful person within the mafia runs into Hisoka and is like oh my god I never want to fight him right because he's gonna <laughs> yeah. kill me so it it's it's kind of ordinary compared to the upstairs stuff and like with all of the excitement like we've had um in Haunted Hunter to this point I can see people like sort of raging against ordinary um even though I do think there's there's probably something really interesting um, behind all of this. Yeah, I, I, I trust in the process, I'm sure. Tagashi, you know, is going to tie this all together. Yeah, and I'm, I, again, I'm sure he will. It's just, for me, it's just like, I'm, I just don't want to get like, because again, like we're halfway through. We have four, five chapters left of the guarantee 10. We also have the holiday schedule that, is coming up because obviously the entire Shonen Jump is going to take a break. Um, but I just don't want to be left in like this weird limbo. Yeah, where it's like all of a sudden. And again, are we if we're confirmed with only 10, are we going to get more than 10? No one knows if it's going to continue. Um, but uh, I would love for it to continue. I'm sure a lot of people would want to like have more than just 10 chapters um but i just don't want to get left in like a, a cliffhanger type thing again you know like with the story which i'm you know if it happens i guess it happens and we don't really have much say in it but i it's it's still ideal for me to like get a full volume of of stuff and and have something where 
we kind of see the bigger picture again because it's been it's been a pretty long time since we've seen what's happening up in in the upper decks uh other than like the information that we're getting from from the mafia and to go in a flashback here um that i don't think it's going to be solved i i honestly think it's going to be three chapters minimum of the flashback that's my guess yeah, on that. i mean it's like i think no. it's I'd love for it to be like twelve chapters, ideally, um, of just a flashback. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, okay. I love, I love these kids. I love them as adults, every way, shape, or form. We get them, um, and I think they are some of the com most compelling characters in Hunter Hunter, especially considering like they barely have any screen time. But if there's something that does more for the overall story with these mafia people that could be happening in that twelve chapters instead, I would rather see that. And just like, I don't know, make up stuff about the spiders to satisfy myself. Um, <laughs> that's fine as well. Yeah, I, I think it's I mean, I, sure, I would love as many chapters as possible. I just in, in the realistic aspect of it. Um, I, would, I would also hate for like the the last chapter he does to still be in the middle of the flashback and then we have to wait like three years oh god right. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's what i'm afraid of and that's what that's what i would suck that's why i was like dude if you're gonna give us a spider flashback that's what you should have come back into like you should have like given us that introduction for the chapters of like spider's gonna do it like did we really need an entire chapter dedicated to this room where people go in there and they disappear and then we see more killing done by the mafia? Probably not, but it's like but it it builds the world, it builds the characters, it builds the the um, the conflict that needs to happen. So I get that and I'm not, you know, like I I understand that that's that's the process of how stories are done. It's just the aspect of like knowing that this is what we're getting now is as a flashback of the spiders. Like I wish we could have gotten it sooner. Yeah, I understand, but I don't. I don't really think there was an available spot for it, um, especially since he was still introducing us to the princes and things like that. Um, prior to this batch of chapters, because like oh. the mafia, the mafia really just came in like. Four chapters before he went on hiatus the last time. Right. I was talking more along the lines of having it closer to the beginning of the re like of these last five chapters that we got. Mm -hmm. okay. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I could have cut out like the chapter. I think it was a like, last chapter or the chapter before where we spent it trying to figure out what was going on in this room with the old man. And like him getting stabbed in the knee and then having all that stuff. And then like, OK, then there, there's that little guy the little pompadour going in and then getting turned over and then getting stabbed in the neck and then dying. You know, like, that's what I mean. Like, it's like that stuff could have like been kept out. And then essentially the scene where the spiders are there and like what they're talking about that. And they get like Luini talks to them and sees that. And then like, that's where you start having that conversation about like, this seems kind of wild. And then maybe have a flashback from there because I understand why you got like how he got to here where it's like, Oh, we're going to go there and then we're going to just, we don't have a plan. We're just going to go kill everybody. And then they get there and they're like, well, they're all gone, but they were just here. And that's when you go, well, they seem like they have leadership. And they're like, well, they could be like us. And then bam, flashback. So. 
that's what I mean. Where like I, there's a couple of things that could have been sped up, but I'm sure that that was again world building and adding more conflict to the stuff as to like how you get from A to B. Uh, but that's my only, like I said, my only thing is like I would have if this is where it was gonna go with the story, like we're gonna get this flashback from the spiders. I would have done it like two three chapters ago. Um, because I don't think anything like that was two three chapters ago couldn't have been fit in to the story um like that that could have like goes as essential to to where we're at right now because of the fact that like yeah you could have had the scene with hisoka in the movie theater with her ring and then had that aspect of the spiders murdering luini um but the whole entire part like i said with the man the old man the hideout all that stuff i mean i don't know that that's that needed to be done right then but it led to this story, but it, it the yeah again. I'm just I feel like it's just the pacing that like I was getting into earlier. So the pacing's kind of a little all over the place. Ed, you got any thoughts? Um, I feel like I would rather have the have it the way we've had it, where like we we came back to the mafia stuff. And then got this at the end, like especially if this flashback is like what he's gonna end this run of chapters on. I think this would have been this this uh flashback arc probably better to to end on than the the mafia stuff because probably I feel like we probably would uh feel uh unsatisfied if it ended on mafia stuff rather than uh spiders so there's a huge level of um, anticipation for the next chapter just to see where all of this goes um other than that i think we we got as much out of this as we're gonna get discussion yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, like i said i'm i'm excited to see what happens next next month for sure uh, or sorry, next next month, next chapter. Um, <laughs> and you know, from from the from the outskirts of it, like I said, I'm 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 pretty much thinking that something crazy is gonna like very dark is gonna happen to these kids, and I'm afraid of that. But I'm excited at the same time because I know Togacha can get really really dark, really, and but again, in a good in a good way. You know, like it's not just murder and craziness for the sake of murder and craziness like there's uh it's very mature you know it's a very mature storyline um and uh yeah i'm i'm just i i hope that we get uh to see uh little nobunaga and see how he looks because i'm sure he's going to show up at some point oh yeah that's true because we didn't see him we didn't see we didn't Mm -hmm. see nobunaga and uh I think that was it in terms of the the people that were from from the city, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you didn't recognize him. Obviously, he's the motorcycle. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for all we for all we know, the kid that you guys are calling Shalnark is Nobunago. Oh yeah. Uh, Maybe he died. As, uh, died no as way. Boy. How? Okay, that. Let me look at him again, because I'm like, no way. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he is at all. I'm just saying. 
know. Um, he may, work, he may work with. There work is with no way. <laughs> he may be on the other side, for all we know. Yeah, That's probably. True. And then he gets turned. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I do like the idea of, of Nobunaga the motorcycle. I think that's the episode <laughs> title right there. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that about does it for this week's episode. Um, if you guys want to reach us, you can find us on uh, droppingthex.com. Uh, you can write us at hxhpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I don't know that we had any... Uh, mail i'm actually gonna check right now because i forgot to nope we have no no mail um there is a whole entire like discussion you guys had on our discord uh i like that there's that back and forth going on there i don't know that we have to go over it on the podcast though Um, the the discord um the SSA Network Discord is another avenue to have like Hunter Hunter and, and episode discussions with us directly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Twitter. Yeah, we do have Twitter as well. Um, that's going to keep on. We're staying on there until we who knows how that plays out. But we are on Twitter um, at our dropping the uh, at HXX podcast. Um, yes forever long twitter will be around yeah exactly um but yeah uh the link to the discord is on our website um and i will put a link to the discord on this week's twitter um announcement as well just so that way people have that just in case um but yeah i i think that about does it for this week's chapter coverage All right. Uh, of course, don't forget the climax is Ahsoka's penis. I was actually waiting for you to say that. That's why I was like, Ed, this, is your, this is your part. Yeah. This, is, this, is, this, is, this is where you say it. it felt super and weird. I'll form the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it felt super weird the week that you weren't here because both Fox and I were looking around like, uh, who's going to do it? Are you going to do it? Or am I going to do it? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just imagining like a Mexican shooter. Right. Like, <laughs> Who's going to say it? <laughs> who's going to say the climax is Ahsoka's penis? Because I don't know who's going to say it. We didn't talk about this before then. We didn't talk. We didn't make a plan. We just said, fuck it. Just like the spiders. So That's right. But we will see you guys next week. All right. Awesome. Deuce.